Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. And it's a bleak morning for employees of San Francisco-based Twitter. Elon Musk, who just acquired the social media company, is moving forward with mass layoffs, with an email about workforce cuts going out to Twitter employees overnight. The firings are expected to hit the company's sales, trust and safety, marketing and engineering teams especially hard. Musk reportedly wants to reduce Twitter's 7,500-person workforce by as much as 50 percent as he faces pressure to cut costs and keep the company solvent after purchasing it for $44 billion. The purchase means Musk faces a billion dollars in annual interest payments. Twitter's offices will be closed today. Student workers across the UC system have voted to authorize a strike less than a month before finals are due to start. KQED's E. Akobi has more on their demands. Kavita Iyengar is vice president of the union representing postdoctoral students like her, as well as researchers, student employees, and graduate students. She says student workers want salaries that reflect the local cost of living. We all share the same issues. We want to see more paid family leave. We want to see child care benefits. We all want to see transit benefits. We all want to see fair compensation. And we all want to see more rights to international scholars. In a statement, a UC spokesperson said the university has been responsive to student worker needs and some tentative agreements have been reached. A strike could come as early as November 14th. For the California Report, I'm Io Kobe in San Francisco. We're going to turn now to the topic of money and the 2022 election in California. According to new numbers out from the election tracking site Ballotpedia, nationally, a little more than a billion dollars have been spent on state ballot measures this election cycle. But just one state, California, accounts for nearly 70 percent of the cumulative spending. That number, $713 million shelled out just so far on the seven statewide measures on this year's ballot. And the lion's share of that amount, $594 million, has been spent fighting over Propositions 26 and 27. Those are the two sports gambling initiatives on the ballot, backed by rival groups of online sports gambling companies like DraftKings and California tribes with casinos. You no doubt have seen and heard the commercials that much of the money has been spent on. They've become part of the soundtrack of California life in recent months. The research is clear. Turning virtually every cell phone into a gambling device will drastically increase gambling addiction. Prop 27 generates hundreds of millions every year to permanently fund getting people off the streets and into housing. The difference between Prop 26 and Prop 27? 26 is a money grab that doesn't guarantee a cent for non-gaming tribes. 29 will shut down dialysis clinics. And jeopardize our ability to get the treatments we need to stay alive. 29 
is dangerous. After Props 26 and 27, the next most expensive fight on the California ballot is Proposition 29, which would increase staffing and regulations on California dialysis clinics. Forces for and against that measure, a labor union and the dialysis industry, have spent a total of $94 million to win over the hearts and minds of California voters. All this ballot money has us asking these questions that we don't have answers for. At what point does spending on ballot measures become grossly too much? And is California's initiative system, which was supposed to give ordinary voters a say in legislating and governance, become just another battleground for corporate and special interests, with California voters used as unwitting conscripts in their fights? Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. And now to a preview of our sister show, The California Report's weekly magazine. Reporter Jessica Carissa has been out talking to young election organizers across the state who are working to get their peers out to vote. Kennedy McIntyre is 18. She's a college student and organizer from Sacramento. Many potential young voters she's talked to are concerned about affordable housing, gun control, and abortion rights, but that hasn't necessarily made them want to cast a ballot. Especially after Roe v. Wade, it was more more pessimistic with faith in government and our political system. So it seems we're backsliding almost. So this idea of, well, is voting worth it? Is participating in our government worth it if we're not seeing our ideas represented? But she explains to them that voting does make a difference, especially at the local level. We can't start from the highest form of government. We have to start locally and really build our way up. And I think that's just a good way of reassuring people is that you have to take it one step at a time and go up. In the Inland Empire, where there are many vulnerable immigrant and BIPOC communities, 19-year-old activist Alvira Aceves tells her peers they're not just voting for themselves. We're doing it for people who don't have the right to vote, whether it has to do with their documentation background or their incarceration background. We're doing it for people who can't do it. And whether she's canvassing or presenting at a school, she always reminds young people that voting is a hard-earned right. I always like to point out If it wasn't important to vote, why would people try so hard to build up all these barriers for us to not be able to vote? 
Hear more from these young organizers and how some high school students are mobilizing around a local race in Nevada County on this week's California Report magazine. Listen on some public radio stations or download the magazine's podcast. And that's this edition of the California Report for Friday, November 4th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, and Chris Beal, with assistance from Seal Muller. Our producers are Amanda Stupai, Izzy Bloom, and Daphne Young. Our editor is Angela Corral. Our interim director of news is Key Sung. Our executive editor is Ethan Tobin Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for joining us and have a great weekend. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Healthcare, where their greatest reward is a healthy patient. Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at guideline.com CA. Guideline, the California way to 401k. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, coming this fall, the launch of research vessel FALCOR-2, advancing the frontiers of ocean science and exploration, on the web at schmidtocean.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.